on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Good morning, church. Wow, that's a pretty good uh, response. Eh? Good morning, church. Ah, sounds much better. Uh, last month, I was um, talking uh, the first calling. Uh, Jesus called uh, four to five of his disciples, be, uh, whether you believe John was there or not. So it's about four to five. So the scene was um, in the river, at the river of Jordan. So Jesus was calling his disciples. And um, after that, they were up and down Galilee and also Jerusalem for a few uh, months. And I'll show you uh, uh, the book of John, chapter 2 to 4. Uh, actually, John laid out some events and two miracles and uh, two counterculture and religions challenging uh, status quo. The highlights, of course, was in chapter 3 when he was engaging uh, Nicodemus, talking about the king coming kingdom and the gospel. And that was the time uh, Jesus asked those disciples, and, uh, come and just see. So today I want to look at chapter, uh, Luke of chapter 5, and uh, this is the second time Jesus was calling them. So if you look at this, um, if you believe, I'm sure you believed, uh, John chapter 1, that was the first calling and the first time Jesus encountered these four or five disciples, and this time actually was the second time Jesus inviting them again and calling them again. So today, we just want to spend some time reading this and study this together. So the second phase, we call it, uh, the commitment to disciples, of disciples in progress, is to come and follow me. That was a call by Jesus. Uh, if you look at Luke chapter 5, there's another similar story uh, recorded in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. And in that recording, it was uh, much shorter and that's why we uh, miss a lot of details in that story. But that come and follow me actually recorded by Matthew. So I just want you to compare these both uh, stories together and, uh, in the book of Luke. And uh, also Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 to 22. So if you see this, uh, some people believe that those are two different incidents. So uh, Jesus called uh, Peter again and again twice invite him to be a fisher of men. But I do believe it's the same incident, but it's recorded in a different angles. And Matthew, obviously, was a shorter description of what really happened. That's why I picked Luke chapter 5, which give us a whole lot more details of that incident, that encounter. So today, let's turn to Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And if you look at chapter 10, Turn to your Bible. If you have a Bible, paper Bible, love to ask you to turn to the Bible. If you have a phone, it's okay. Turn, turn on your Bible app. And uh, if you look at Luke chapter 4, we already know that uh, Jesus uh, knew Peter because if you look at the end of chapter 4, you will, saw, you will see uh, he actually visited uh, Peter's mother-in-law because she was sick. So we know that, that you know, uh, Jesus was not the first time meeting Peter, uh, Peter in chapter 5. And so we just want to uh, affirm again, uh, Jesus already knew these people and they were just following Jesus and just uh, so-called following him and see what he, 
what he's doing uh, around the world, uh, you know, that area, Galilee and uh, Jerusalem. But you have to understand that the first time Jesus called them, come and see, they actually uh, just uh, spend time with Jesus. Jesus, listen, Jesus became part of their lives. At this point, come and see, Jesus was part of their lives. So they spent time with him uh, visiting Jerusalem and came back, and at the same time, they went back to their professions. They were doing fishing, fishing, so they were just being there by the Lake of Galilee. So chapter 5, it opens, one day as Jesus was standing by the Lake of Galilee, uh, the people were crowding around him and listening to the Word of God. So Jesus was already preaching and teaching around that area. So a lot of people coming to listen, so if you look at this, now it's not the river of Jordan. Now the scene is the Lake of Galilee. So he saw at the water's edge two boats. So we know that this as the story unfold. And um, Peter and his brother Andrew must be there, and uh, a lot of family members, because in those days, uh, this kind of business is family business. So you will see that the other boat, uh, when they left, they left the boat with their father, so you will see that this is a family situation. And uh, they were doing fishing all night, as we know, and uh, they did not catch anything. So Jesus came along. They were washing the nets. You know, pay attention. They were not fixing or repairing the nets. Because if you catch a lot of fish a night before, usually uh, the nets had to be repaired. But this time they were just washing it, telling us that Peter was close to the lake, that's why uh, Peter, uh, you know, Jesus recruited Peter, because they were washing the net, nets because they did not catch anything. But the nets were dirty, so they have to clean it, and they were right beside the lake, and Jesus came along, and a lot of people are coming. You can, you know, use our imaginations. So you, they were on the beach, so-called on the beach, a lot of people coming toward Jesus, and Peter and his partner or brothers, and they were just beside the lake, and they were cleaning the nets, and Jesus came and asked Peter. So the first thing that I want to share with you is uh, Peter was helping out. He was nice enough to help Jesus. Now, if you look at this story, I think it's a very uh, progressive calling, he, Jesus calling his disciples, even in this incident. So he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. You see, Simon did not reject because Simon already uh, knew Jesus and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sit down, uh, sat down and taught the people from the boat. You see, Peter, at this point, I want you to remember this. He was available. He was available. Why? Because if they caught a lot of fish, they could have been in the fishing market selling the fish. They would not be here washing the net. So he was available. Sometimes I, when I read this uh, story again and again, I just wonder, even maybe Jesus already did something a night before. That's why they couldn't get anything. So set the stage for calling them. So G uh, Peter was available. He was just right beside the lake. You know, he was washing and Jesus came, you know, can you just get me out a little bit? So he was available, and he was willing to help out. So he was 
willing to help us. So Jesus was a little bit, maybe five feet or ten feet away from the shore. And uh, the uh, scripture described, he, was, he sat down, he started to teach, so Peter was just listening. Okay, not much to do, but I was so nice to help out, you know, helping the people, and uh, so they can hear Jesus better, and I'm helping this master that I've been following and, uh, for a while, and uh, so just be nice helping people. You see, a lot of us, being a Christians, we do exactly like that. We told God, I'm available, I have time, I have not much to do. Okay, I'm willing to help God. You see, I heard this term many, many times. Serving God is helping God. Really? Does God really need your help or my help? So I'm here to challenge your terminology too, brothers and sisters. Please don't say that you are helping God. God doesn't need your help and my help. He's inviting you and me to be part of His missions. It's our privilege. So Peter was so nice, you know, he had so much time, he had nothing to do. He was not in the fishing market because nothing for him to sell. And he was not doing any repair, just washing the net. Okay, Jesus needs some help or the people want to hear better. So maybe I can just pull him out a little bit. And then I just sat down with Jesus and let him teach the people. And I'm just trying to be a nice person. So he was there helping out. And Jesus really appreciated what he did, of course, and then uh, let him do what he was good, control the boat. You, you can imagine, you know, the boat outside, as soon as you get out, the boat will move around, right? So the, the, the wave will come in, maybe just not a big wave, but little wave. So Peter had to do something. Make sure the boat was kind of steady, uh, proper distance, you know, so that Jesus kept teaching. So he was helping out, not just sitting around. You know, I just described him sitting around doing nothing, but I don't think so. He was just busy keeping the boat in a proper place. So he was helping out. He was putting out effort. Exactly what we thought about our ministries, our service in the church, uh, serving God, helping people, helping God, you know. We are putting out some effort, of course. So as Peter, he was willing because he was available. A lot of time we tell our leaders, I don't have time, I'm not available. I'm not available. But Peter said, oh, well, I'm not in the fishing market selling fish. Maybe I'm a little bit down, you know, maybe I you know, need to listen to Jesus, what he wants to say. So he was available. He was willing to help. But he did not know that. He was not helping Jesus. Jesus was about to give him a, a huge experience of his life. But not here at this point. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, of course, the crowd started to leave. So he said to Simon, pull out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now, 
Peter was kind of irritated by now. Because in the past hour, maybe, he was helping Jesus steady the boat so that he could continue to teach. He was nice, he was available, he was willing to help out, and uh, he thought that was just uh, being a nice follower of Jesus. The master said that. So let me, I will help out. Now he's going too far. Verse 4. This master is going too far. I've been helping him for an hour now. I've been helping the church for 10 years. Oh, no, no not 10 years. Five years. <laughs> 10 years too much. I've been helping the church for so long now. You're, you're asking me to do more? When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, pull out into the deep water and let down the nets of a catch. Of course, Peter was irritated because Jesus was not a fisherman. The best, he was just a carpenter. It's nothing to do with the lake, wind, fishing, perfect timing. You know, who, 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 who likes to fish? Nobody? Oh, him. So you know the certain time you know, in the morning before sun comes out, or about uh, sun going down, you know, there's a certain times to catch big fish, and big fish usually it's not in the deep water. They stick around close to the shore, especially in the daytime. You can hardly catch any fish during the day. So what Jesus was asking to Peter, it was just too much irritation. I'm already helping you. You know, you should show us some appreciation. Now you are asking me more and doing something that I'm very good at it, I have knowledge of, but you have none. Now you are telling me going against my comfort zone. My comfort zone tells me that this is not the time going fishing. And Jesus said, go out even to the deep water. That means further away and... Um, the net was just washed, and now he has to do it again, listening to this master. Verse 5, of course, just like us, we, we complain. Master, we have worked hard all night, just in case you did not know that. Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Well, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now, this is the phase two of this invitation, stepping in. Jesus was asking Peter to trust him, to go, to go out of his comfort zone, his knowledge, his experience that made him a fisherman. And Jesus wanted to take over now, take over his head, his experience, and telling Peter, go out now and cast the nets. But this is not the time. We, you know, we struggle to follow Jesus. How can I trust you, God? You are asking to do, ask me to do something that from my own experience and knowledge is, is not possible. You are asking me to do something impossible. We prefer, you know, I like to use this. I, I prefer to stay in this comfort zone, you know. The comfort zone tells me this is not the time to go out. 
I already waited an hour for you because I was so nice to you. Now you are asking me to go out and spend another two or three hours waiting for fish to come in, which will never happen. I'm going to waste the whole day at the end. But Jesus was asking him to step into faith and trust him by trusting him the second action is to obey. Get that? A lot of the time we have a hard time to obey because we don't trust what Jesus said. He actually obeyed because the first four or five months being with Jesus, he got the picture. He knew what Jesus could do. But in the first four or five months, come and see. Sorry, forgot to. Okay. Can you turn on the, doesn't work. Uh, can you turn to the uh, second? The come and see. Jesus just showed them. They saw miracles, but it was not personal. You see, Peter was kind of just like many of us. We heard a lot of wonderful stories of what Jesus has done for other people. But it's not just personal. It did not give me motivation to further commit myself to follow Jesus. I saw this, I heard that, you know, but nothing personal. I heard people saying that to me. Pastor, you know, I heard so many uh, stories about what Jesus has done, but I don't feel God, you know, because I haven't seen anything he, he has done in my life. Really? You're breathing. You have a family. You have a job. And you tell me that God has not done anything for you? That, 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 that really scares me about our perception of who God is and what he does. So Peter was stepping in. So he went out. Of course, he was not alone because verse 6, they said they caught day. That means he asked Andrew to come in, maybe. Asked a few people, maybe, come into the boat and uh, get out with the nets and uh, starting to fish. Verse 6. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And then, you know, they signaled their partners, so they came in two boats, trying to get all the um, fish coming in. And Jesus was asking them to do something outside their comfort zone. Jesus was actually trying to expand their comfort zone because this is a wonderful story. Because Jesus was actually using his experience, his knowledge, his professions to go further. Brothers and sisters, if you have a spiritual gift that God can use, he always wants to go further with you with what you can do. So Jesus was asking Peter to step out his comfort zone and going into somewhere that he had never done before. Logically, this was not the time to go into deep water. Logically, this is not the time for fishing at all. But he was obedient. You see, the first one, he was willing to help Jesus. But this time, 
he respond with obedience against all his common sense. He stepped out and stepped into trusting God. So they signaled their partners to the other boat to come and help them and fill the boats. And uh, verse 8, now I'm sure you see the difference. In verse uh, 5, before they get out, he called him master, called Jesus master or rabbi. If you look at the story, uh, Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman uh, in the book of John, uh, chapter 4, I believe, or chapter 3, chapter 4. And uh, they also called him rabbi at that time. So to them, Jesus was just a rabbi, a teacher that can teach them something. So they would just come and see and come and learn that type of uh, situations. But in verse 8, when this became personal, when, they, when Peter responded with obedience and trusting Jesus' words, he stepped out and stepped into this whole new area that he had never been and caught a lot, a lot, a lot of fish. And all of a sudden, it became personal. Verse 8, when Simon Peter saw, that, saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Now he never called him rabbis again, or master again, because now he realized the one standing in this boat, or sitting in this boat, is the Son of God. He will never find out that, brothers and sisters. If you and me just stay close to the shore, and all we did or all we do is just be available and be willing to help Jesus, we will never experience this going into the deep water, doing something that is totally out of craziness in our mind. It's not possible. But this is when we meet God and saw what he could do to you and to me. Not just five feet from the shore. So if you complain about God, you know, God, you never have done anything to me or for me or, or I haven't seen anything huge in my life because you may be just five feet from the shore and just be willing to help Jesus or help God and help people in serving the church. But you never step out of your comfort zone. You always stay inside your comfort zone and you always try to find logic to understand how much I can serve God and how much I should trust God. You will always be just in that stage. You see, many, many Christians, I believe, stuck in this two stage, five feet from the shore, or go hundred feet deep into the water. We stuck. A lot of Christians stuck in the first five feet, thinking that we are already serving God. We are already helping church. I'm so nice. I'm available. You know, I'm serving and serving and serving in that five feet from the shore. And you just don't get enough from God because you thought that is very nice of me already. But you really want to experience God? Step into this 
trusting Him. And respond by obedience. God is going to take you where you have never gone before, like Star Wars, Star Trek, or something like that. That fish, many fish, changed Peter's heart. Totally turned his knowledge, his experience, upside down. Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. This is not just Peter. Everybody was there. And James and John also became Jesus' followers. And of course, in verse 10 and 11, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. You see, Jesus inviting us, come and follow me with a sense of mission. Okay. Oh, come and follow me. A lot of us confused about that. We thought, come and follow me to receive God's blessing. Jesus asked me to follow him. Oh, wonderful. I'll be blessed ten times more. Why not? Jesus said, no. You have to go further. Now I give you a lot of fish. Just want to show you two things. That I would take care of your family, first of all. You did not catch anything. Remember last night? You had nothing to sell. No money to bring back to your family this morning. Catching a lot of fish. Jesus actually was telling Peter and all his companions, I will look after you when I ask you and command you to come and follow me. You see, a lot of us hesitate to serve God because we thought, well, how about my family? I think at this stage, come and follow me, Jesus is asking us. Remember, the first come and, come and see is Jesus has become part of our lives. But when Jesus asks us further to commit, come and follow me, he's asking us to rearrange our priorities because they forsake all their boats and they're starting to follow Jesus. Now, don't forget, it doesn't mean that they, they are no longer fishermen or they just sell their boats, break down their boats for you know, selling the woods, all those things. No, they still have those boats. So I believe Jesus was asking them to come and follow me, meaning that you need to reorganize your priorities now in your life. And you will go further in the next two months when I talk about come and follow me and come be with me. So he, he's inviting Peter and all these people. You need to rearrange your priorities now. The boats, your family are no longer your first priority. And I'm going to make you a fisher of men. You can imagine, you know, first, when the first five feet, Jesus was away from the shore. After he finished preaching, he could have just asked Peter, you know, come and follow me. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Oh, right, sure. I didn't catch any fish last night. So you're going to make me a fisher of men. What does that mean? Nothing. Oh. But now, 
not only Jesus was telling them, you know, I will look after what you think is important. But at the same time, I want to show you what it means. Come and follow me with a sense of mission. The eyewitness, Peter's eye, saw those fish, telling him that what Jesus is asking them to do, even though it's beyond them, but as long as Jesus was with them, they could do it. They could do it right in front of their eyes. They could do it. Become fisher of men when you are 100 feet away from the shore, going out of your comfort zone and start a new comfort zone 100 feet away from the shore and trusting God. When you follow Him, when you obey Him, what He asks us to do, He will look after what you think is important. At the same time, He wants to show you, come and follow me, doesn't mean that come and follow me and you will be blessed for the rest of your lives. Come and follow me because there's a sense of mission that you need to follow. Jesus is inviting you and me to join him. Inviting you and me to join him, there's a mission that he wants us to do. Not come and follow me and sit at the church every Sunday. Get it? He did not stop there. He said, okay, you have a hundred, I don't know how many fish they caught. Now go home, man, and be blessed. You help me out, now I'm blessing you. You know, this is what we believe in. I help out Jesus, I help the church, I expect God bless us with tons of fish. It's a reward. No. Seriously, no. Jesus inviting us to join him. He has a mission, a fisher of man. Don't sit here and waiting for God's blessings. And you will be disappointed, sorry to say that. You'll be blessed when we serve God together, when we follow Jesus. It's not easy from come and see and come and follow me. But I will show you later on even harder when Jesus invites us to further commit. So this story ends by, they said, they pulled their boats up on shore, let everything and follow him. They left the boats to their families with many fish that they can sell, Jesus was looking after them and asking them to join him because he has a mission for each one of us. Let's pray together. Our Father, I want to give you thanks for the second invitation, the second calling of your disciples. For many, many, many years, we are just, I would call it Christians, we come and see. Our participation is just being there, watch what Jesus is doing. Now Jesus go further with his disciples and ask them to join him 
five feet from the shore. Peter, first time helping Jesus. They are doing this together now. But Lord, you ask him to go deeper, stepping into trusting you, responding with obedience. And you ask him go to the deep water against all his knowledge, his experience. But Lord, he responds with obedience. I could not imagine what would happen if he argued with Jesus and refused to go. Then he would never experience firsthand what it means to follow Jesus. Lord, we thank you for calling us just like the day you called them. Come and follow me. Not sit around waiting to be blessed. But come and follow me because I have a mission that you want us to join with you. And they respond by organizing their priorities now. And they know what is more important. Lord, help us not just stuck between five feet from the shore and 100 feet from the shore. Give us courage to believe in you, responding with our obedience. Lord, we thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.